Hello and welcome to CancerCast Cymru from Moondance Cancer Initiative. In this series, we spotlight some of the brilliant people working in cancer services and showcase their brave ideas to improve cancer care for patients. We ask them not only what they've done, but how they did it, what got in their way, and what advice they have for others wanting to affect change in this area. Bowel cancer is the third most common cancer in Wales and the second biggest cause of cancer deaths. But when caught early, bowel cancer survival is extremely high, meaning early and rapid diagnosis are so important. In this episode, our research associate, Dr. James Baker, speaks with three teams across Wales, each running projects to improve the patient's route to diagnosis. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. Hello. Please, can you all introduce yourself and speak a little bit about your journey into giving cancer care in Wales? I'm Heather Wilkes. I'm a GP in Britain Ferry in Neath. Uh, I've been a GP for nearly 30 years now. Hi, yeah, I'm Michael Eastwell. I'm the uh, Cancer Service Manager currently at Anaya in Bevan. Um, so I'm Louise Edwards-Brown. I'm an advanced practice um, radiographer specialising in undertaking and reporting CT colonography um, based in Princess of Wales. Hi, I'm Sarah Maund. Um, I'm in post as the radiology cancer navigator we're going to be talking about uh, at the Princess of Wales Hospital here in Bridgend. Every month in Wales there are around 3,000 people seen with suspected bowel cancer of which about 200 will be diagnosed every month. Why is it from your perspective so important that they are diagnosed rapidly and what are some of the difficulties they might face along the way? As a GP I see a lot of people coming to see me with lower bowel related problems and it can be very difficult to to distinguish who could be serious uh, who, who could be something simple although the landscape is definitely changing with some new tests it it, it is very difficult um, to get what we've always recognized as the gold standard a colonoscopy um, to patients who you think may have cancer i'm aware that secondary care are overwhelmed um, and so sometimes you think oh well which one should I refer um, and, and it can be very difficult um, to pick out bowel cancer when I have symptoms that could be due to bowel cancer present to me probably daily. So we've also often found that our patients are requiring multiple scans, multiple procedures and they're often on different days weeks apart, um, getting those results then back to MDTs or back to the patients themselves can take even longer, especially when you're waiting for reports and so on. We were finding that a, a referral coming to radiology, it might take up to about five days to get to a point where we can book an appointment for that patient. And as Louise has already mentioned, tests on different days, quite disjointed care. From a secondary care perspective, you know, what we really want to be trying to do is um, fast tracking that that diagnostic pathway so that the the majority of patients who get the all clear do so rapidly and it's a it's not a scary or or prolonged prolonged journey for them so that if it does you know present again in the future that they're willing to to go back to their gp and be re-referred but this is about generating an environment where people feel it's okay um you know to come back um, and whatever the experience, 
you know, they'll tell their family, their friends about it. And if people feel that they're ignored or they're wasting time, they are less likely to engage. You know, the communications side of it, I mean, the diagnostic journey, very frightening for patients before they come to their appointments. Previously, it wouldn't have been unusual for them to just get a, um, a very brief call from a clerical officer with a date and time of an appointment, very little other information other than some basic preparation. Yeah, and continuity is becoming, I think, something which is rightly much more discussed recently. Yes, as you say, it's key. I mean, if, if we look at historically, you know, getting a referral in was the first part, but there's multiple steps. Yes, because there's multiple, multiple tests that need to be done, but each one was siloed and it, it was a bit of a hopscotch across as to you'd have this, you'd have that. Who was in charge at that time? I mean, ownership and responsibility for the person that's going through this pathway is key. Um, and I think whilst all the teams were working as hard as they possibly can, it was that, that lack of, of navigation. People, I think, just seeing their snapshot of what they needed to do without an overview of the person that's going through it. And when they are taken up by that team and that MDT, then things seem to come together and you have the CNS or the key worker. But prior to this, you, you were in no man's land and often ringing up as a GP, it was difficult to know where they were on it at any one point and who had sort of ownership at, at that time. Great. And that leads on to the next question. All of you have now been working on this problem for a little while, all from different angles. I wonder if you could each speak to what it was that prompted you to start this work and the, uh, the solutions that you've been pioneering. Yeah, I mean, my background over the last couple of years has been in looking at the vague symptom rapid diagnosis clinics. And so the vague symptom rapid diagnosis clinics are a one-stop shop or sometimes just two visits. So then we looked at how could we apply that ethos to bowel cancer in the younger age group. Unfortunately, the incidence of bowel cancer in younger people is actually increasing by the very nature of their age. It's often not thought about or it's often difficult to access services. So working with the Moon Dance Cancer Initiative, we've devised a, the colorectal cancer RDC for patients aged between 30 and 60 to look at how can we get them into the system to see if they have a cancer but also secondly once they have that cancer diagnosis how can we align all of the tests and all of the staging they need so that the information is there the patient experience they're not left in limbo and from a colonoscopy on a monday to an mri and ct on a tuesday or a wednesday that's live reported they're discussing with the surgeon on the wednesday afternoon now obviously pathology and other testing has to come but within two or three days these young people with colorectal cancer have a very supported journey i think the support is key there as well because central to this is our cns that contacts the patients before, during and after uh, and holds their hands through the journey. But our cancer pickup rate at the moment is um, 11 to 12% for colorectal cancer. And this is in an age group that are aged 30 to 60. So I think that's a lot higher than some of the site specific um, and also quite startling. So, so it is out there. And Mike, picking up from there, Heather was talking about having good coordination between those tests and making sure that a patient doesn't have a disjointed experience. You've done something similar in, in Anya and Bevan. 
Yeah, absolutely. The whole the principles of the RDC that Heather has been speaking about is something that we're really trying to replicate as much as we can across other cancer pathways. And the colorectal pathway is one that lends itself really quite well for that principle of um, having someone attend and get everything done in one go and, and head home with um, with a clear plan and direction of where things are going. So looking at looking at our cancer pathways and our data, it was quite apparent that a patient um, following a colonoscopy, where most often they're, they're told about the, the probable cancer at that point, is then left and, and goes home and, and uh, in many cases is sat waiting days but possibly weeks to find out what the next step is. And we saw, we saw a golden opportunity there to try and fast track that pathway, knowing that the next step will most often be a radiology investigation. Uh, so we rolled out our, our scope to scan pathway, whereby the patient having had their, their colonoscopy and being told that there is a suspected cancer can be walked directly to our radiology unit, get in a scanner um, and have a lot of their staging scans done so that they're, they're well on their way to getting that MDT conversation in and, and progressing to treatment. What we've seen from the data is that the time to get into that C from, from scope to CT has reduced by well, nearly two weeks, patients who were waiting 14 days to get the scanner are now waiting no days at all and, and can leave on the same day. And for that patient, that, that's, that's really something. It means one less hospital attendance. Potentially, they don't need to be recannulated. They've got the support of the, uh, the nurses and, and the radiology staff who can talk them through the process. And, and if they do need a follow-up scan, they're leaving the same day with that appointment in their hand, which is within a day or two to, to have the next scan as well. So it's a real focus, not just on really speeding up that process of diagnosis, but also really driving the patient experience side of things and trying to make the pathway easier for them as well as for, for speeding up the process. Yeah, and, and taking the baton as those patients come through to radiology, Louisa and Sarah, do you want to speak to the work you've been doing uh, in the Navigator role? Yeah, so we've been working with the Bevan Commission um, to bring in um, a change to our radiology pathways. And the main part of that was to bring in a radiology rad navigator role. Um, Sarah is somebody now that, that everybody can contact, get information from. They know they're going to get an answer. They know that they're going to get things followed up and, and sorted out quite quickly. Um, so really, I hope it, it is going to give different teams and our patients more confidence in, in coming into our radiology services. We've, we've already touched on that disjointed care, every modality again working hard uh, but not really talking to each other. I'm that point of contact where I'll, I'll combine the tests together for the, for the patient um, into one visit. I also call them with the appointments and the information before, before they come to radiology. They know they can contact me as well if they need anything further. We've reduced the vetting time for the radiologists. So Sarah and myself as advanced practitioners, we're able to vet those referrals that are coming through. And it's also reduced the query time for our radiology managers, our superintendents within the department, as well as our admin staff. They were looking at about 12, 12 and a half hours of checking on things. That time that's taken um, within the week, that's freed up that time for them to actually carry on and get on with their roles and, and the jobs they need to be doing. So we were up on about 13, 14 days average from a patient having a positive colonoscopy to then having their staging scan. With the work that Sarah's been doing 
since August. That is now down to an average of about four days. I think the key to this is that not only are we communicating better with our teams, the patient knows and their family, you know, the person who's having all of this done to them, knows exactly where they are and they have a mental picture of where they are on a pathway and, and more importantly, what that end point is, but also getting the right person into that test quickly and in the right place first time. And I think, I think we're all doing the same sort of uh, work and, and getting results. And the other thing I would say is, you know, this isn't more work, it's no. you're doing the same number of CT scans, you're reporting the same number of reports, you're just realigning your working practices to make them faster. And, th and that is the challenge. It's not easy to do, especially in light of um, pressures across all of the NHS. But potentially, if, if you realign these, you're benefiting more than just the patient. You, you know, you're benefiting the health board in streamlining those services as well. Mike picked up that that challenge isn't necessarily more work then, it's about, it's about rearranging that work. But that's a very, very difficult thing to do in the NHS. Uh, could you all speak to a challenge that you've encountered as you've been uh, rolling out this work and something that you've done to try and overcome it? Yeah, definitely. So, so in, in our patch, Nanara and Bevan, where we rolled this out, we have three, three hospitals really that's delivering this elective diagnostic capacity this this project wasn't just a case of doing it once it was a case of doing it three times with in some cases three different teams so there were three endoscopy departments three radiology departments and that and that took a bit of coordination and i think there was um, a real concern that there would be wasted capacity in the system which at the minute we just you know we can't risk having scanners going empty going begging so it, it goes back to our previous point, I guess, about coordination, doing things differently, having to recognise that the way that we've done things for the last however many decades doesn't necessarily need to be the way we continue going in the future. And it's the time it's saved has been absolutely fantastic. Um, it's something that I think we can now really carry on the momentum with and say, well, why stop at endoscopy and radiology? You know, where else can this go in? Which other different tumour sites can we try and explore this? When you were saying that it was very difficult to coordinate between the endoscopy and the radiology in three different sites, I could see heads nodding all over the screen. You speak a little bit more about trying to connect people and get them to work together in that way. There is a momentum change in cancer and particularly bowel cancer. We've seen demand, uh, especially post-COVID, really accelerate. And, and I see that as a really positive thing. I think from a secondary care perspective, we've been seeing that growing demand and there's been a collective agreement that we need to be a little bit clever if we're going to accommodate this demand and improve on our outcomes. But it does still take a bit of coordination. I would, uh, I would love for a navigator, I have to say, to start linking between these different departments. But I think it's there, there is a, a culture that we're recognising at the minute in Wales, which is it's time to innovate and time to improve. And that's really helped us push it along. The, the key to it all, I think, is that the, the staff working in it like it because you can see the benefit for the patient in front of you and in particular the radiology staff because they haven't got a patient who they have to say well you hopefully you'll hear soon you know when will i hear so the difference and the support that we've had from our radiology colleagues and the radiographers in our ct and mri and, and ultrasound now has been so overwhelming because it's, it gives better job satisfaction for them because they can also support the patient with knowledge that they will get the result that day or you know that the nurse will be ringing you rather than just being somebody who does a test 
it must be awful and then having to send that person home and say hopefully you'll cure within two weeks you know Louisa and Sarah I, I can see you nodding there that, that is a difficult one for us obviously we, we we're not able as a radiographer within that set, setting we're not able to give them any more information than that um, so it is difficult knowing that the process it processes that, that then happen afterwards take however long a time to happen and that they're going to be waiting until they get the result it could be however long which is really not great from our side um, and it's difficult when you're sending a patient away um, I know for us the challenges we've had are, are really a mixture from from yourself Magdalene from Heather is um, engaging our staff making sure everyone is aware of what we're actually trying to do with this project um, but also having the support we've had great support from our directorate manager and our executive directors and obviously from Bevan Commission to try and put this project into place but it's about keeping knocking on those doors and pushing and keep going um, we kind of nearly gave up with this about two years ago um, but we decided to give it another couple of goes and, and we got there and we're really really pleased that we have um, we've been able to change things and make a difference for patients but it's it's also allowed us to improve some of the information we give to our radiographers within the department as well um, to help with their training and their development and show that there's advanced practice roles out there that are not just a reporting radiographer they're not just going into management there's something else there that's working with the patients one of the challenges for me is just promoting the role really and, and making sure everybody knows that I, I am there I've reached out to all the sort of the clinical nurse specialists um, and I find it particularly useful to attend the colorectal MDT on a Thursday in Bridgend um, so the teams know I'm in a position to um, take the referral straight from the meeting and action those really quickly and also the engagement of staff in the department there can be an element of um, well we've always done something this way why should we change um, but by sort of running some engagement sessions uh, on a lunch hour where Louisa and I have promoted the role and what we're trying to achieve to the staff in the department and they're much more on board now with what we're with what we're doing. All of you are fairly long in the tooth with these sort of improvement projects now. If you could go back through the years and give yourself one bit of advice about bringing everybody together in these groups and I suppose if you could give a bit of advice to anybody else out there in Wales who has a brilliant idea and wants to execute on it, what would you say about bringing everybody together in that way? I'd say just yeah, keep going, keep pushing, um, keep knocking on everybody's doors, keep going and, and, and trying to explain what the difference is that you think you're going to make. Um, and sometimes it's literally just about going out there and doing it and, and making the change in the first place and, and then showing everyone. I think you need a thick skin because um, lots of things is, yeah, but I understand you need that, but I need money, I need resources too. But I think it's exactly as you said, Louisa, you describe what you want to do, but why? You know, what difference is it going to make to the person and their outcome? Um, and then I would just challenge anyone to say that you're, that you're wrong uh, and just keep, uh, keep at it <laughs> and at it and at it. I'd also say... Don't feel that you have to reinvent the wheel yourself as well. Um, but there, you know, there are people like this across all of the UK, Wales, and there's a lot of good ideas out there. Sometimes it, you do need to take a little look, uh, you know, step back and look outside and say, well, who's doing something really well, and how can I replicate that? 
because it's always easier to try and uh, imitate someone who's succeeding than it is trying to bring people up to invent it themselves. It feels like there's a real momentum behind this uh, this route in bowel cancer particularly at the moment. And we've all spoken about it, about how more patients are coming through, there's more symptom awareness, everybody's recognising that we need to maybe work a little smarter, maybe think about how we do things in the way that we didn't in the past. Um, if we took advantage of all this, if Wales were to really bring all these voices together and design a service which worked for everybody, what do you think it could look like in five, ten years' time? We're, we're all working kind of together, but mainly kind of apart as well. It's kind of, it's bringing everybody together, isn't it? Because we've got public health campaigns, we've got bowel screening, um, as well as all our primary care services and our secondary care services and the diagnostics in between. And as you said, Heather, it's bringing all that together, really, and, and making all that flow um, so that we can bring people in at earlier stages. You know, we want to be looking at people who've got the earlier stages of polyps, etc. Whereas at the moment, we're seeing people a lot further down the line with, with more advanced cancers. We want to be preventing that um, so that the services in the future really are going to be showing you know, fewer deaths much more manageable disease and much more manageable services really going forward. I was going to say exactly that. You know, I hope if this momentum maintains that we are diagnosing a much higher proportion at an earlier stage. Um, capacity is, is a challenge for delivering care, but the earlier the cancer, you know, the better it is. And, I'm, and hopefully if we can maintain this level of awareness amongst our patient populations, they know what to look out for and they know that they can access care when they have those concerns. That's when we'll start to see the real change in momentum in, in cancer diagnosis and outcomes, I think. We have the people, we have the desire, we have the knowledge, we have the tools as it stands now. So let's get organised and streamlined so that any new uh, innovations that's coming in, in liquid uh, biopsies and new inventions so that as soon as they come we can plug them into a, a streamlined system but we can do a lot with what we've got already particularly with the people we have. To close out the podcast then from each of you will you each tell me please what everyday improvement means to you? Um, Heather do you want to start us off? It means that I uh, patients will be able to see me when they need to see me and I can refer speedily which is hopefully for reassurance but if not onto a streamlined pathway which gets them the treatment they need. Louise and Sarah? Uh, for me um, really it's about improving our radiology services by continuing our education and training of our radiographers um, and upskilling them really into advanced practice so that we can carry on within the service um, and, and make those improvements and, and improve our quality of services as well for our patients. Okay, I just said uh, for me, it's all about communication really, uh, listening to patients, improving the quality of the services we provide to them on their diagnostic journey um, and just asking, can we do this better? And uh, Mike? I think it's patients waiting less time to start treatment and it's patients being given the all clear much faster thank you everybody thank you thank you, thank thank you, you I think. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode of cancer cast cymru don't forget to subscribe to hear about our next brilliant person and brave idea 
Share this series with friends or colleagues and on Twitter or LinkedIn. You can find us at Moondance Cancer. At Moondance Cancer Initiative, we find, fund and fuel brilliant people and brave ideas, which can start anywhere from full proposals to pipe dreams. If anything we've discussed has given you an idea, or if you want to share an experience of improvement, you can get in touch via our website, moondance-cancer.wales, or our Twitter, at Moondance Cancer.